0: You're listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast.
1: Here's your host, Joshua Balta. The Charlotte Hornets barely miss out on Victor Wambanyama. The Charlotte Hornets land with the number two overall selection in the upcoming 2023 NBA Draft. I have Darian Thomas on with me today from the lead draft lead himself, also from Believe in the Hornets, also from Trust the Buzz on YouTube. He's been on multiple times now. You guys know him. If you're, you know, if you're a pretty, you know, every episode listener, every other episode listener, you guys know Darian by this point. He's part of us. He's part of the Hornets lead team at the lead, got him on for tonight, got to get his reaction. So, Darian, first off, I don't have to ask how you're doing because that's literally the first question that we're covering on today's episode. We don't have to go through all the niceties. We don't have to go through all of the, hey, man, how are you? Oh, I'm good, man. How about you? You got to do nothing of that, okay? There's no reason for that. We're going to skip all that junk, all the small talk. It's out. We're jumping right in. What are your overall thoughts on the night as it pertains to the Hornets?
0: Man, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for having me on. I love being on here. But my first, my first reaction was, "Why? What did we do?" To this is this is what's funny about it. You, it makes me wonder what is what it we funny. Do. Is it funny? It's, it is not funny. Not funny at all. Okay, actually. Okay. Okay, but what's painful about it is, what did we do to deserve being gracious enough? To move up not one spot but two, and yet not enough to get the number one overall pick. That is that is the new form of Charlotte Hornets luck. Because if I if I said with Charlotte Hornets luck, we would have fell to eight (laughs) exactly. I think things are turning around, and that is the new because we moved up for LaMelo, so here we are moving up again. But that is that was the first thing I thought of, not even that. Oh, we didn't get Wimby. It was more like what happened for us to be in a good graces to be able to move up to two and just not quite be one? What What happened? I think if you put the Hornets against any other team in that lottery outside of the Spurs, we would have Wimby right now. I think with the something about the Spurs, they said pull, pull the trigger. Here we go spurs are number one I, I i've always felt like wimby would be a spur it just all you it always felt that way it always felt like he would be and here and here it goes but i mean i'm now that things calm down i'm happy with two but it just makes you wonder how do we get lucky enough to move up but yet so unlucky that to no prevail we don't get this first overall pick
1: it pisses me off so badly <laughs> um the the wide range of emotions that I felt on this evening was everything in between elation and just complete, like, all the energy, all the positive vibes that I've put out into the ethos all day, you know, that I've just been putting, for for the past month, I'm just, I've been on this We're getting win because I really felt like we had a good shot. I truly did. I know there's a lot of I know there's a lot of, you know, tin hat wearers out there who believe that, you know, the NBA is never going to grant the number one overall pick to the Hornets. It's just never gonna happen. I guess maybe I need to start being one of those because (laughs) it didn't happen. But I've been one of those people that's like, you know what? We got this. We're gonna defy everyone's beliefs. We're going to transcend all of the history. We're going to rise. There's not another franchise on the planet that deserves a guy like Wemby, who is day one going to elevate your roster. Day one. And then from there, just continue. I mean, you have all, you know, all NBA defensive teams in his future, even if the offensive game doesn't ever hit. The defense is going to be there day one. Um, And then you get to the end of it and you just with every envelope that was opened, it was just more elation, more excitement, more joy. And I'm just jumping. I'm feeling like a little kid. My kids are watching me. They're like, what in the world? Because I'm losing my mind. I'm like, okay, this is really becoming a possibility. And you 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 get to that final four, and you're like, okay, we got this. Like, there's a legit shot. And then the first envelope opens. It's not the Hornets. Who who was it? At
0: Trailblazers time? wasn't. No, no Trailblazer Trailblazers three. got third.
1: Who got fourth? Oh, was it um Houston
0: Rockets? Yeah, the Rockets. Rockets
1: got fourth. Rockets mm-hmm. got fourth cuz Pistons got fifth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. I love. I love Pistons. I I actually like the organization. I've like I've always, you know, they've always had those kind of teams. But those I cannot stand Pistons fans this year specifically because of the whole Wimby thing and the whole Cade better than The whole Cade
1: thing, right? That, it's that, not even it's really like, Wimby. It's yeah, the whole Cade I mean, thing it's out like of K is not
0: better than LaMelo any day of the week. So I that that was the only time I that I've ever rooted for a team to not be in top four. It was the Pistons. Well, I,
1: here's the I guess I'm I'm taking the long route to get here. This is, the Spurs are pissing me off now too, and they have no, for I, a while. I, yeah. They have for a while because their fan base they're so arrogant. They're, they're spoiled.
0: They're, they're they're literally spoiled. They are think they think they deserve everything because it's like, oh well, we've been trash for two years, and it's like two years. That's it. Thank you. You will be okay after you won five and ten or whatever it was, five and fifteen. Yeah, you will be okay. I promise. Just the snobbishness
1: (laughs) and the uppityness of these Spurs fans. How dare you? And then no Ross Lifelong Hornets fan.
0: (laughs) They have no roster and like, oh, well, he does. You know, we deserve Wimby just because we're the bigger organization. Your team, it does. You don't have anybody. Do not tell me Keldon Johnson. I like Keldon Johnson as a player. I just don't like when Spurs fans are like, well, you know, he's, he, you know, he'll pair great next to win. No, he won't. No, he will not. That Wimby's winning running mate should not be Kelden Johnson. No, not not
1: at all. And then you even had national media guys pushing that narrative. The Spurs, oh, the you know the history, the organist. All the way had
0: nothing to do with what they currently have on the team.
1: Not a damn thing. <laughs> Only stuff Not they did twenty years thing. ago. Yes, I mean we're well, talking started about twenty years ago. Yeah, early two thousands, <laughs> early twenty tens. That's what everybody's uh, resting their San Antonio laurels on, <laughs> right? And their accolades is from decades ago they haven't been relevant in you know actual competitive basketball it's in almost t- years, a decade yeah. Yeah, it's nearly t- years, a decade at this point but then they went oh we offer the best situation
0: you don't <laughs> you, you don't. don't you don't the team with Lamelo, or and i did give some praise to uh pacers fan the teams with lamello or halliburton are have Probably the best bet as far as fit is just the Pacers were so far down. You really didn't see that happening, so yeah. it was just like Trey. Jo- I am not. Trey Jones is not should not be paired with Wimby. No, now, you, they can make moves, but I, but you know, Spurs fans have been talking about what they have right now, and what they have right now is Trey Jones, and I'm not putting him with Wimby and saying, all right, go out there and I expect some wins. Wimby was
1: seconds away from being paired with Lamelo Ball, it and was- as you just stated. He gets Trey Jones. That is a damn shame. That's hey, a damn Ivy, shame.
0: I mean it's there's no other talent there. I mean, they like they have good players. I'm not gonna say there's no other talent. But when you think of what Wimby can do to a roster, like you mentioned, that he can only do so much at the end of the day, still. At least with the Hornets, he wouldn't have to do that much lift. If if anything, he will be dicing on the cake. He's the he's the foundation in, in um in San Antonio. And yeah, just no. Like, how is that the better how is that the better fit? Yeah, I get the organization wise. I'm talking strictly town cuz organizational wise, no way. There's the definitely Spurs all day, but just what you have on the court. That and that's what they would say. That's the thing. They would say, "Oh, well, you know, we still have good players with our organization being good." It's like, "No, those guys are not that good." They're not.
1: Like, I know that this fan base bangs on the Hornets a lot, but a healthy roster with what the hornets currently have and then putting Wimby in place and inserting him into that current rotation that is leaps and bounds ahead of the San Antonio Spurs and the fact that the Spurs got him i, I I'm I'm gonna be honest I mean when when I saw the first envelope flip over and it was the Pelicans I was ecstatic Mm-hmm. I started laughing like I did just a few moments ago on, you know, about the Pistons getting fifth, dropping all the way to fifth. I started laughing like that when I saw the envelope open with the Pelicans on it. But there weren't going to be many teams that I was going to be happy with if they beat the Hornets out. Like, was there a team for you? And I I, I know we got some other things that we're going to get to here in a moment, obviously, but were there going to be any teams out there that, if they – if it was the Hornets and dot, 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 that you would have been okay with at the end of the day being like – I mean, I know you wouldn't have been okay with, but at the end of the day it wouldn't have been something where, ah, this sucks because I really don't like that other team. I don't like Team X that
0: Mm.
1: won the Wimby Lotto. You know, was there a team that you would have been
0: like, okay, I'm good with that? Um – uh, I would someone probably the later teams. So I'm talking maybe not the Mavericks, but like Utah. No, definitely not the Mavs. Utah Pacers, just because if they were going to jump that high, it's like I, I okay. I there's what can I do? This, this obviously wasn't our night. You know what I mean? If the Pacers somehow dropped from seven, I think they were to one, and then mm-hmm. I do like Tyrese Halliburton. I would have been like, okay, they're, 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 we we just weren't meant to win this. If the Pacers are jumping from seven to one, similar to Utah, all of this preparation that they've been doing over the last couple of years, just well, you know, trying to get rid of well, just really just last year, get rid of Rudy Gobert, uh, get rid of Donovan Mitchell, and then building up a team to be for the most for up until All Star break, it was a competitive team with Larry Markin leading the way. So it's like if Utah got it, it's like in a way, if you had to think of basketball wise, who deserves it? You might think of Utah because we and they traded their two best players and for majority of the season, they were in the play. And then I think they just died all back a little bit, like Colin Sexton stopped playing all, all of a sudden, you know? So it's just like that, that. those two teams I probably would have been like, I can't. There's nothing I can say. One because of the jump, two because of the fit. I think, of course, if you if you're gonna like Lamelo being paired with Wimby, you would like Tyrese being paired with Wimby. You know, same kind of point guard styles, I should say. And then, like I said, with the Jazz, it's just they, they kind of been preparing for that this whole time. And then they you find out they have a competent roster because it wasn't like they were just beating up on the Rockets every night. They were play, they were playing and beating good teams early in the season for a majority of the season.
1: I'm gonna stop you on uh, being okay with the Pacers, and I'm gonna um, I'm gonna rebut with a hell no uh, because <laughs> then we would have had to listen about how much greater Halliburton that is true. Is than Lamelo is true,
0: and when it sucks because I like Halliburton, yeah, it's, fine. it's hard to like him when everybody's like, oh, he's better than your players. I never even brought he's the conversation top,
1: up. <laughs> yeah, you start talking about the ringers uh, ranking, and he's a top twenty-five player in the right. NBA. And it's like, why? Uh, but then there would have been that whole conversation about Halliburton so much better than LaMelo while he's over here playing with Wimby. Nah, I couldn't have that. I couldn't. Yeah,
0: I agree. That I, I, I 100% agree with. And
1: it. then I couldn't. Ha- so for me personally, I couldn't have uh, Wimby with the Pacers. Utah, Danny Ainge, no way. <laughs> that doesn't uh, fit right with me. Obviously, no to the Pelicans. If the Pelicans yep. have leapt all the way from 14 to 1 to jump the Hornets again, Eleven years later, I would have lost my damn mind. Oh Nobody. no, I would
0: I would have lost it. I definitely yeah, lost.
1: Everybody would have. I there would have been cars flipped over in downtown <laughs> Charlotte. There would have been on oh, fire. Man. Like people would have been in. I would have
0: retired. I would have yeah. been like, this basketball thing ain't for me, <laughs> it's over. It's it over. It don't make sense. It, if someone could jump from not. fourteen to one, I can't. Un- I don't understand it. No.
1: Um. The Bulls, I guess you could have been semi okay with it. I mean, yeah, maybe they're in a middling ground, so it's whatever. Really, uh, I didn't want the magic because they have Mo I Wagner didn't want on the their team. They, they, they get everybody. Mo I don't want good things for Mo Wagner. Okay, <laughs> too. Yeah, I want bad things for Mo Wagner's NBA career. I, <laughs> I don't want him flexing on people when he's scoring six points a mm-hmm. night. Uh, I don't want him talking trash with that ugly mug of his. <laughs> Uh, because he's got Wimby, you know, to the side of him, right? Just talking junk from the sidelines. I I (laughs) I couldn't have that mental shot becoming reality. Um, obviously, no to the Pistons, no to the Rockets. They did not deserve him. They tanked. They full on tanked. They didn't develop. The Rockets were just a cluster all season long.
0: Uh, just and the Pistons just said everybody. That, yeah, like, and the there. Pistons
1: were just like, we never could get the Mark Williams, and I mean, we kind of did that too. Uh, right. Whenever we, you know, Cliff said,
0: "Oh no, this is just I kinda, like, yeah," at the end, but they played. were doing it all season, all season. They, they did. They randomly right sit people and not play people. And
1: the one team I think I could have been okay with would have been Portland. Oh, that's a good one. That's, that's good the one. one team where For Dame, it's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Dame, you know, he's he's in his thirties now, legit all star. And to pair, you know, Dame in his final, he's probably got what, another four or five, you know, yeah, all NBA type seasons left. Maybe right. three to four. Maybe I need to dial that back a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, three to four, three to four.
1: Three to four, I think, is good. And to have Wimby go with him, and then I think you would have seen maybe the Blazers go out and really try to attract a a third star. I know Jeremy Grant's a good player, but maybe really try to go out and get that third player alongside those two. And, see and then what you can still another. fill
0: out the roster because your you, Wimby's on the rookie contract. Exactly. So you, you go exactly. get that other one key player. You're running. You have three stars, and one of them costs pennies to the dollar. And then you can build out the rest of the roster. Exactly.
1: And so that's the one team. So when I saw them jump Detroit into the the bottom four, I was like, you know what? Which I I I didn't have that thought because I was just thinking I was tunnel vision. I was. Thinking, oh no, for sure. Yeah. Hornets 1. Wimby, let's That's go! I
0: was, I was like, man, we're so
1: close. But obviously, it didn't come out that way. Um, when I saw the envelope open, <laughs> I felt all of the like energy, all of the blood in my body just like fell. It's like gravity just like started weighing down on me heavily, and like. It seems spoiled, right? Because as you were talking about, if it was in true Hornets fashion of the past, you dropped to seven or eight, Mm -hmm. even six, right? Right. Because that would have been so Hornet
0: because individual pick odds we had the highest odds to get 6 out of anything it was like a 25% chance yeah. and then 7 six.
1: and then 7 had the second highest odds of any right.
0: any individual even more so than 4 even though we were the yeah. fourth team yeah exactly so i'm glad those were the picks i was most scared once we got past 6 i was like okay anything after this i'll take that's yeah. how i felt cuz i was really scared for 6 and i was really scared for 7
1: yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense because that's where the draft really starts getting. Well, I guess for me personally, you're the draft guy, right? That's why I got you on, uh, so we can kind of talk about some of these things. But where it really starts to get dicey, I would agree, is that five, six, seven range. Mm-hmm. There's there's a there's a pretty big cutoff, but then even for me. I think there's a big cutoff between two and three, and we're going to get into that in a second. Um, I get for a lot of people they got the cut off at three between three and four. For me, my cutoff is between, well, my cutoff is at one, honestly. <laughs> and then there's, so one's by himself, two's by himself, and then three and four are pretty close. Right. Maybe. And then five, six, seven are pretty close. So, yeah. but anyways, um we're we're speaking in symbols and things right <laughs> now. We're, we're talking in algebra right now. There's no reason for that. Um do you think it's warranted? Do you believe it's when that number two envelope opened and it had the Hornets logo on it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anger, frustration. Pain, uh, rage, do you think any of that is warranted um, by Charlotte Hornets fans? That no, for sure. About
0: that? For sure, because once you saw Pistons fall out, I automatically knew Hornets are one or two. And you have every right of being teased with one just for it to go to a team who's got one two to three times already. Yeah. Uh, Especially a team with a history of winning when, you know, you hope the NBA is ready to have some new teams start to be good. Cause it's still kind of the same old teams. I know people are like, Oh, the nuggets, the nuggets have actually as a franchise been good this whole time. Like they're very, very bad. So, You would think that the NBA would want newer teams to kind of like start sparking up, like the Hornets would be a good example. Uh, But we didn't get that. We didn't get that. Uh, The the Spurs were able to get it. So I completely understand. Being teased with one and taking and end up with two, I, I completely understand anger. But the anger shouldn't be too bad just because you are still getting another, to me, a generational player. He's probably one of the best guards to come out the draft in a few years. So you take that with what you can if if you want to go that route. All right. So I think you already answered this
1: question, but who are you taking it to? Is it Scoot or is it Brandon Miller? It's Scoot every time.
0: Every time? Every every time. Even even on the 10th time, I might I might think about it, but then I'm like, I'm not Scoot.
1: <laughs> tell, us, tell us why.
0: I just think Scoot. I think – we really have been searching for a back uh backcourt partner with LaMelo. I think Scoot can be that. Uh, I think while wings are very important, we can we can find a wing. We 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 did it with Kelly Uber. I know he wasn't the world's best wing, but I mean, there was times specifically last year, everybody was out. Kelly Uber is literally dragging the team to we would end up probably losing, but he would drag them to <laughs> get us close. <laughs> But still. I was wondering if you were going to say wins there. No, because I had to think about it. I was like, no. But he was getting us close. He was keeping us in a lot of games. (laughs) So you can find a wing. But you can't find – because Brandon Miller, great wing. There's nothing wrong with that. But he's not a generational wing. Scoot is a generational guard. You take that. You take that. You take that shot. And also with the Hornets, I feel like they've been drafted safe. These last few years, and I feel like that's what's bit them in the butt. I don't think that they've taken enough risk because, I mean, I really just don't... They've been playing it safe and then kind of wondering why everything is the way it is as far as why, oh, why is this guy not here and why is this guy not there? Uh, It's because you're taking oh, this is a solid player mentality. When I think sometimes you need to go for who do I think has the highest potential? I'm not worried about what they look at the beginning. I'm worried about what they look in two to three years. This is your chance. I know if they mess it up, people go like, oh, the Hornets shouldn't do. But this is your chance to take that guy who may not be the plug and play that you're hoping for, but if he develops properly, which I think with LaMelo he will, you have one of the best guards in the league. And then pair that with another best guard in the league. You can figure everything else out. We've seen... Kevon Looney for the Warriors. I'm he's not getting paid a lot, so you can you can if you pay them to, you can have a center there. I don't and we don't know Mark Williams might become that kind of level of like oh he's not this superstar, but he's a he's a very solid center that always will have a job. Uh, you you think about guys like PJ, PJ would stay around. You can get guys like that. You don't have to necessarily pay. Pay. The only reason we're paying PJ that much is because we really can't afford to lose them, especially for nothing. And then that's where you do need someone like Miles. But in this case, I mean, you have that. You you would have that. So you don't really have to worry about that. But those other positions, you can replace. You can't really replace having a generational guard. That, that's kind of how I feel about it. So I've heard some people say things such as
1: Scoot Henderson is the best guard prospect since Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Where do you land on that? Is, is is that one of those type, you know, comments? One of those type of uh, you know things that you would say?
0: I would have to look, but on top of my head, I think so. Because you look at him, and he, but he was playing against NBA players. While these may be some of them may be failed NBA players because they're in the G League for a reason, unless it's injury. He, they're NBA players, and he's been doing that for two years. He did it last year. And he came right back and did it again this year. And he was the most dominant one. It's not like the G League is full of old guys who are, like, fizzling out the league. A lot of times it's guys who are fighting for a playoff spot. Or not a playoff spot, but a roster spot. A lot of times it's guys who are fluctuating between the main roster and then going to the G League. So it's not just these bums. And he was the best player on the court every time. Now, while his stats may not look like it, I think a lot of that. He was load managed a lot slightest injury they're like all right we're sitting you and i feel like some people were like oh he's always injured well when you have a chance of being number two in the nba draft i'd always I, be injured too yeah i am like, be and like I'm, playing, I'm good and i'm playing for the g league ignite which is made to put a bunch of young guys you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not concerned with that at all if i guarantee you if him and brandon miller switch roles and he was had those same injuries he would have played during the tournament it's just i'm not wasting my time Playing for the G League Ignite, who are trash, the team's not good. And then on top of and then on top of that, they're not playing for anything in general. I'm not wasting my time. So I can I I can see where if you look at it and say, Oh, he's been injured a lot. But if you really think about it, I'm not worried about that. I, I do think he's probably one of the best prospects since Kyrie, uh, just because he looked dominant every single time he played. Even the game when they when Wimby came over and they played in Dallas, Houston, it was I think it was in Texas. Man, no, it was Las Vegas, it was they were in Las Vegas. They had a showcase, and uh Wimby Yama was going crazy. Scoot Henderson was going equally as crazy. He yeah. he was showing up, he was taking on Wimby. He, he that's was. who he wanted. He won, want, he wanted I mean, you him can, to you can go you online and watch it right now. You can go online and watch it. Like he was hunting Wimby. He was, was like, I don't care who else is on this team, I want you. You don't we don't have that as a team, and you don't find that in the draft. No. that's why i feel like you have to take it's a risk i know because how he pairs how tall he is i get it but guys who are head hunting the number one guy and then performing on live television which hey for charlotte hornets fans we don't particularly uh do well in live television games we usually <laughs> lose by 30 so but for this guy to be hunting victor Wembanyama, that just brings it It goes beyond the court at that point and brandy miller Great player. I don't think he has that, and that—that's just what this team needs. Sometimes, the, what a team needs doesn't doesn't always have to be on the court related.
1: All right, stick with me here for a second, because when I first ask this, you might think I'm crazy, <laughs> but just stay with me. Yeah, if dude. the Charlotte Hornets do choose to go with Brandon Miller, mm-hmm. who is the better player, Brandon Miller or Lamelo Ball? Who,
0: Brandon Miller or Lamelo Ball? Who's the better I think it's LaMelo, but I may, I'm like thinking, like, I, is that too? But no, I, I'm pretty – it's LaMelo. I just was making sure. Brandon Miller's a good player. I don't think he's better than LaMelo. I think Brandon Miller, he's a good shooter. I think that once he finds his role and kind of sticks with it, I think, it's, I think he's going to look really good. I just don't think he is – LaMelo can be an offense by himself. Brandon Miller is the guy where – LaMelo runs the offense. Brandon Miller's the the outstanding second guy, like Desmond Bain for the, yeah. the Grizzlies. They, they don't play Chris the same. Chris Middleton. Ever. Chris Middleton, another guy, like, before he on was in. On their injured.
1: championship run.
0: Exactly. Where it's like, this guy, whoever, let's use Chris Middleton, Giannis runs the offense. But there are going to be games where they crowd the paint on Giannis or whatever. We need someone to step up, and that will be – Chris Middleton, and you get paid for that in the NBA. You get paid for oh, no being doubt. that second guy when your first guy is just being triple teamed. So Brandon Miller could have a very successful career. I think he could he could ex- very much excel in that role. I just don't. I don't think he's a better actual player than Lamelo though.
1: Okay, Lamelo Baller Scoot Henderson. Who's going to be the better player? That one is
0: actually interesting. No people going to think now. it's crazy, but I think that was actually interesting because I think sometimes. One thing LaMelo Ball is missing is his ability to attack the rim. But then you look at Scoot, and he has an inability to shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and LaMelo, we know, is actually a good shooter despite the bad threes. He, people get mad at me when I say he takes bad threes. But, no, he takes terrible shots. He just makes them. So, it's okay. Yeah. But he takes horrible shots.
1: Steph Curry sometimes. takes terrible shots. And terrible shots. Terrible That's shots. Right. I mean, Steve Kerr was talking about that in the last series. He's like, right. these guys take terrible, shots, terrible but if shots. They go in. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Exactly. And a lot of times it's the same way with LaMelo.
0: Yeah. So, it's just – it's hard because I – when I watch Scoop, and it's only been at the G League level, and I have seen LaMelo at the NBA level, Scoot is just literally the most dominant person on the court when he's on the court. No one is even, like you. I think we mentioned earlier, maybe before the show, no one's in front of him. No one can get in front of him. LaMelo, we've seen LaMelo get stopped sometimes. Sometimes, But I will say this to LaMelo, though. A lot of times it's him shooting himself out the game. Uh, I don't think teams really guard him that well. It's more so the shot's not hitting, but LaMelo's the shooter, and he's going to continue to shoot. So, I don't really think it's he's a bad player. Sean's just not falling at night. It just looks worse because he's not going to stop shooting. He's yeah. so I so I get that point, but uh, overall, I think it's probably probably LaMelo just because it, it's really hard though because Scoot is just so dominant every time you see him play, it's he's easily the best player. Okay, yeah, I wanted to kind of get
1: your thoughts on that, and I know coming straight out of the draft. With Mm -hmm. a guy who's played, I know LaMelo missed most of this season, but, I mean, he has two-plus seasons under his belt now in the NBA. I know technically three and going into his fourth, but Mm -hmm. playing, you know, two-plus seasons under his belt. um, All-star should be the better player. He should be better than a rookie coming in. But when we we start throwing around this word generational – that's where I had one guy. That's where that's where my disappointment in tonight mm-hmm. comes in. And I think it does for a lot of people is because Wimby seemed to be that one guy who could transform a franchise and just completely alter its course of direction. And... When you have that opportunity to possibly get him and you make it all the way to the final two <laughs> and you're like, this is a reality. Like I'm, I, I know a lot of people, we, you know, we've been talking, a lot of people have been saying a lot of things, you know, relationally wise, uh, online, on Twitter mm-hmm. in chats, all the things. And a lot of people been, Wimby, you are a Hornet and all that kind of stuff. Right. But it was never reality. Like people mm-hmm. were just trying to, you know, foster hope and belief. And some people were chasing clicks and (laughs) you you got a lot of different things going on there. But like when it starts to really look like a, like an opportunity is forming, man. Mm -hmm. And then that falters. That's why I wanted to ask you that question was because who's going to be better, Wimby
0: or LaMelo? Wimby, Wimby, okay. Wimby would have been the best player on the team if, if the Hornets would got the number one pick.
1: See, that's what I'm saying. So, like, like day one, you're thinking, "Oh, he's your best two way player by far. He's sure. probably your best defensive player, even though Mark Williams can hold down the paint." Mm-hmm. Wimby's going to be able to do that to
0: a large degree against mm-hmm.
1: forwards. That,
0: that is something I do want to point out. A lot of people are saying Wimby, Wimby can't guard the paint. There's only two centers really that take advantage of that. That's Jokic and Embiid. Yeah. Rudy to an extent, but that's more so just bullying. It's not like he's like a. He patient. doesn't take he it don't. to
1: his advantage, though. Like that's I think a he's lot of big. times. He's just bigger. Yeah. 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 A lot of times that's just because the guard that he plays with
0: is <laughs> so much attention and he ends up being yeah. open. Right. Right. So it, it's just like I wouldn't mind having Wimby slide down to defend the paint if that's what the lineup needs. Because, like I said, there's only two centers who are really taking advantage of that that you will live with. That's Jokic and, well, yeah, that's Jokic and Embiid. Everybody else, if they do all these post moves and try to, you, fine. If Nurkic from the Trailblazers does all that, (laughs) or Stephen Adams or Jonas Valanciunas, they do all that and they get 20, fine. You take it. But they're not going to do that every night. No. As opposed to the... So that's who most centers he would guard wouldn't even take advantage of him even anyway
1: yeah i guess that's where i was getting with it is to me i like this draft and now that we know where the hornets are selecting i really really like the draft
0: (laughs) draft because
1: (laughs) to me there were two clear-cut guys it's wimby and scoot and then, you know, you got Miller, you have uh, Whitmore. We don't even have to start worrying about the Thompson twins. We ain't got to worry about the <laughs> Walkers of the world. We ain't got to mm-hmm. worry about any of that. But the disappointment, and I know it's uh, – look, I've been a Hornets fan long enough at this point to where moving up in the draft lottery, quit complaining. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but when you have a guy – that good that good who can alter the course of a franchise and you just barely miss out on it it's it, it i don't want it's a new version of pain no, it's for sure not new, it's not a new level because we felt we felt much more pain than this prior right yeah. but well, it's a new
0: been. version of pain in a it, weird way it's like that Successful type of pain where let's just say, let's say you're the New York Knicks, right? You all these years, you don't go to the playoffs, all these years. You finally make the playoffs, Hawks whoop your butt. So then you're like, oh, well, now we need to regroup. Then you don't make it the next year. Then the year after that, okay, you're going against Cleveland. It's like, oh, well, we can't win this. You win. But then you get to Miami with a wounded Jimmy Butler and a missing Tyler Hero and you lose. And it wasn't even because the Miami Heat just out well they outplayed you, but it was because you were missing shots. That's that's what it's like. That's what it feels like to lose the lottery. Where I, we're successful enough because we jumped from four to two, but we lost. Like it's just like okay, well, what's next? And then you lose that to be so close. And for the Knicks, you lose. Mick going to the conference finals because you couldn't beat a wounded Jimmy Butler and a Tyler Hero after years and years of not being good, finally being good, but still just. At the end of the day, you're the Knicks. So, therefore, of course, you lose to the hobbling Jimmy Butler and the missing Tyler Hero. That's what it feels like to be the Hornets, where, oh, things are changing. But of course, we lose to the team that's already got three first round picks. Well, now three first round picks in a first overall pick in their history after already being successful. After having, Tim- of course, that happens to us. After we finally get a glimpse of good, but of course, something like that trumps it. That That's yeah. kind of what it feels like
1: to a team that. Has a top 10 player of all time attached (laughs) to their franchise in Tim Duncan, who has multiple other top 100 basketball players of all time in Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker, arguably. I mean, a couple top
0: lineups, you know, like a couple
1: Robinson, another one, another top 100 player of all time.
0: And don't forget the best coach of all time, and yeah, and then you got. If you really my, want to get into it, one of the best front offices of all there time. There you go.
1: I mean, <laughs> R.C. Buford making a making a showing and by not
0: doing anything. That's what's crazy about the Spurs. They just play basketball. They don't. They don't do any of the politics that other teams do. They wow. don't really. I wouldn't even say they really try to. They don't tank. They literally just show up play basketball, and then still are rewarded for everything. They don't try to play the game at all. They just show up and play and then let everything else take control of them. And they end up with Tim Duncan, David Robson, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili in the second round. You know, so very Spurses, very Spurses. Because you didn't hear anything about them during the season. Outside of they suck. You know, people say they suck. (laughs) But that was it. You didn't hear anything else. So for them to just – Take their time and still get it. It's is crazy when you got all these other teams trying to play the game, trying to tank or whatever. Yeah, it's I mean, we I,
1: I don't know what this feeling's like, obviously, but um it's it's like we made the NBA finals version of the lottery. <laughs> right. And like we shouldn't have, like we made the playoffs because like we knew we were gonna have good odds. Right. And so like we made the playoffs, and like we were like, oh, we might be able to win a series. But then you make a run all the way to the finals, <laughs> and then you get there, and you're like, oh my gosh, we actually have a
0: shot here. Yeah, right. The Suns, when they played the Bucks, they get Chris Paul, and you're like, oh, well, we just want to make the playoffs. And then they go to the finals and lose in six, but it's because Giannis drops 50 in the closing game. Yeah. <laughs> Just to get swept in the finals. Just
1: a, yeah. Just a, I mean, yeah. I know the Suns didn't get swept. Right, right. right but that's right. kind of what the feeling was. Was yeah, for sure. We made it. Like we made the playoffs. We're feeling good. Hey, we might be able to win the series. Oh, we make it all the way to the finals. We got this. Like we might actually be able to win. The <laughs> Let's do this, baby. We swept. That's I, like that was the feeling. That was no, for sure. That's that's what I had.
0: I agree. I felt the same way, but it quickly was like, okay, well, I'm cool with Scoot. So.
1: Yeah, I mean I need to be, I need to be grateful. Tell me to be grateful. <laughs> be, you got to. I know I need to be more grateful. Um, I guess it's just when you're listening to these comps, you have people saying things like Wimby is the greatest prospect ever to come into the NBA. And then you have Woj saying stuff like He's the greatest oh prospect God. in any team sport ever mm-hmm. earlier today. Like, it I mean, said just, he
0: will be a top league player in three years.
1: Yeah. I mean, in three years, he's talking about what he said, MVP caliber player, mm-hmm. like all NBA, all NBA defensive team. I mean, he was naming all the things. And I guess that's where the letdown gets. And, I don't want to be right. I want to be happy. Like I like Scoot, and like, I can show the receipts. I can pull the receipts and say, Hey, Mm -hmm. I think people were like, give me top three or I don't want it. And I said, I put a little asterisk and I was like, nah, give me top two or I don't want it. And then we got (laughs) top two, but then here I am I'm sitting here acting like, little bitch about it. <laughs> and
0: it's
1: I don't because need- you were so
0: close. I guarantee you, if you we got three, you wouldn't have felt this way. I guarantee it.
1: Before. You wouldn't
0: have not felt this way if we got three. You only feel this way because we literally... Yeah. It, it's the Spurs who we lost to, and then we literally were two. Yeah. I, I guarantee you, if we only jumped to three, you would not have felt this way.
1: Also, I think it's this, because you... We went from possibly getting a LeBron James level player to we're getting a Russell Westbrook level player, and like that's, and I know that that doesn't sound good to people. It especially doesn't sound good to people who are thinking of current Russell Westbrook. Right. But when I watch Scoot on film, I get OKC Thunder. Russell Westbrook vibes
0: from and the Hornets are going to give a better team. We're after KD, of course, after KD and James Harden went to go do their own thing.
1: Yeah, the yeah, the Hornets yeah. have a
0: better team around this Russell Westbrook type player.
1: Yeah, I mean, they had what? Nick Collison was was starting <laughs> at that point <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, Adams
0: early Stephen Adams at that. Not even yeah,
1: yeah, not even know. burly manly Stephen <laughs> like pre beard, pre right, pre Aquaman uh you know version of of uh steven adams but i think that's where it's coming from i think it's we had a chance to get a lebron james level player and i i even feel a little icky when i say that because like lebron james is one of what two yeah uh, one of two right, right. <laughs> like with with lamelo you know he's one of one and then <laughs> but like, LeBron is one of two. So, anytime you compare anyone to LeBron, it's like, what are you doing? Like, stop. Like, it's dangerous. It it's dangerous territory. It is because you're setting yourself up for failure, your expectations, and then you're setting the person up, the player up for failure. Because, like, there's only two guys have who have ever reached, like, LeBron status. And that's mm-hmm. Michael Jordan and LeBron James, <laughs> Right. And so – But when you listen to what everybody's, what all of these top draft guys are saying, and these top national media guys are saying, and then when you watch with your eyeballs and you look at what a teenager in France is doing against other pros in France, you're like, okay, yeah, this is different. I've never seen this before. Mm -mm. Like, this is next level. And so when you go from the prospect of having that down to, I think we're getting Russell Westbrook. Now, OKC Thunder Westbrook, OK? Right, right. Like MVP of the league level Westbrook who, you know, tenacious. You never have to wonder if he's going to play hard. You Mm -hmm. never have to wonder if, you know, he's going to give effort which is a great thing to have. Russell Westbrook is arguably, I mean, we already mentioned that top 75, top 100 players of all time list. He's on that. Mm -hmm. And so if Scoot Henderson becomes a top, I mean, I don't know of any other Hornets who have ever even sniffed that list.
0: Cannot Kimba. And then after Kimba, you would just have to think about who has been here long enough to even consider
1: yeah, but I'm talking about top 100 players of all time.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like
1: Kimba's not close to that. No. Like not at all. Kimba's not even in the conversation. Right. But not then, like, you start putting Scoot in the conversation of a Russell Westbrook. Like, we should be happy. And, but then it just makes me think back to, you know, I was watching 38 year old LeBron James playing. <laughs> Western Conference Finals, and you know, nearly leading a comeback, and you know, dropping twenty five, however many points he just dropped, and you know, doing that, and I'm like, Wimby's nineteen. We could have nineteen years of that. that would be insane. Um, which would be insane. But I, I'm being ungrateful. Tell, tell me again. Tell me. You already you, told you, me
0: once. Tell you're me. Being again. ungrateful. You're being ungrateful. Okay. Scoot is going to be a great prospect. And, and, those, and, and, you know what, even for those people who like Brandon Miller, I think Brandon Miller is going to be a good prospect as well. I I personally would like to see Brandon Miller for me to be even more comfortable because, to be honest, I want to get to the point where I'm comfortable with the Hornets picking Brandon Miller. I, I want to be able to, when that happens, be able to accept it. I just need to see more from him uh, as far as just him taking over games. Even though Scoot and Wimby are two different players, one thing they both had in common was they would take over a game if they need to. Brandon Miller, not so much, which that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I'm taking the guy who could take over a game every every day of the week. Uh so you're being you're being ungrateful. I think either or Scoot or Brandon will be good. Uh they'll be it'll be helpful. I think they'll be probably be better than anyone we have on the team outside of LaMelo. So, you know, in that and at that point, I don't think it really matters between the two. Who you pick. So if if I could tell you that, because, I mean, we think about it two years ago. Two years ago, we were okay with Miles Bridges being the ultimate running mate for LaMelo Ball. Now, with school or Brandon Miller, whichever one, you have someone who's better than him. So if you think we were okay with running with Miles Bridges as the two, as the, okay, this is LaMelo's running mate, you're guaranteed a guy that's better than him. So now he's your three. So a guy we were okay with going to the playoffs with, as two is now three. I'll take that. That's kind of how I look at it. But it's because I have to find a way to understand, like, or be okay with, we lost Wimby. (laughs) He was right there, we lost him. So the best way for me to do that is, I feel like those two guys would be better than Miles Bridges, and two years ago, we were completely fine with LaMelo, Miles Bridges, give us a center, we think we can make the playoffs. So if you're telling me we have the center, we have Miles Bridges, and now we're having someone better than him in there, Horns do what they're supposed to do with the cat space. We might have a real conversation next year of how good we could really be. Yeah, that's good perspective. I'm watching uh, Sports Center
1: and I just they, they were just showing that stupid <laughs> San Antonio Spurs executive, bro. He was just dumb hollering. little envelope holding up his little one, number one finger, you know. Gosh, what a punchable face. But, yes, I need to be be grateful. I need to be thankful. Scoot's a great player. Um, And I hope that the Charlotte Hornets front office goes with Scoot Henderson because, like you said, there's nothing else to see from any of these players. The film's out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, unless we're going to be moved by, you know, underwear Olympics and maybe a couple (laughs) of shooting uh, sessions and things like that. Um, I haven't seen anything else that I, I I just don't think that we're gonna see anything else that we haven't seen already. Mm-hmm. I think it's gotta be scoot. We need to be happy with that. Still kind of sucks when you just we're so close, man.
0: So close, man. And into like so close, and you brought the point losing to the Spurs is, makes it worse. Yeah, that
1: wasn't fun. Man, Darian, I appreciate you jumping on. I know it's late. You know NBA draft lottery night. I wanted to get some reaction. You're our draft guy at the lead draft lead. Make sure that you check him out on Twitter. Make sure you check him out also on his own. Uh, what what is your Twitter handle?
0: Your purse. Tr- trust Buzz T-R-U-Z-Z. Z. Tr- it is Trust Buzz.
1: Okay, I couldn't rem- remember. I knew that your YouTube channel was that, but I didn't know if your uh Twitter handle was yeah. that. So that's good. And then of course, check him out. Um. You know, he writes for Hornets Lead. He's a Hornets guy. Uh, he wanted Wimby too. He's just handling it a lot uh you know more graciously than I am. I
0: was I was set up for eight. To be honest, I walked in to my living room. you to were one down. of
1: those guys. See, I, I walked was the in guy, to
0: eight. See, I was the guy at one. I was sitting there, I'm like, <laughs> we're getting Wimby, baby.
1: Look, <laughs> my voice is game. out. Because I was screaming so loud. My neighbors were coming over and checking on me, making (laughs) sure things were okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching the draft lottery. It's all good. We're good over here. But, no, man, I appreciate you coming on. And that's why I had to get you on because you are the draft guy. You love Scoot. Like, there's some really high-end guys in this draft, and we need to be excited. So, Hornets Nation, Hornets Twitter, this fan base – we need to rise up because we are getting a damn good player
0: Scoot Henderson. I'll leave people with this. After the Vegas game, which we talked about earlier in the show, there were people, in important people in the basketball community, that were saying that Scoot Henderson was a better prospect than Victor. Boom. There it is. So. We're leaving off that. That's perfect. <laughs>
1: Thank you for tuning in to
0: another episode of
1: Hive Hoops. Until next time, adios. That was beautiful. Thanks for listening to Hive Hoops, presented by, by The, the lead. lead. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again from Hive Hoops. <laughs>